0: my first time at the rodeo.
2: All right everyone, you are listening to the Cosmic Peach podcast and tonight we are talking all things cryptid. And who better than Nico from Upstate Unconventional to discuss all the cryptids? And Nico, how are you?
3: I'm doing good. How are you?
2: I'm good, and I think maybe Rosie might join us later, but we'll, we'll see.
3: S- mm-hmm. We might uh, get a surprise visit, but uh, we're dealing with little man that just lost a tooth, and the tooth fairy's coming. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> what happens. Is she
2: encrypted? Is the tooth fairy
3: encrypted? You know, I would consider it. I don't see this. This is one of those weird ones where it's like it's a fantasy-type creature? Is it considered a cryptid? Is it more of a fairy, an elf-type thing? I don't know. But, yeah. I, I put them all in a larger subcategory. And
2: yeah, of, then... <laughs> like, mystical beings.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. So, I have to ask you, before we get started, if you were gonna say, like, this is my favorite cryptid, wh- what kind of guy are you? are you? Are you a Nessie guy? Are you a Bigfoot guy? Like, what's your go-to?
3: So... I have to go with Bigfoot just because I've had some experiences that I believe are Bigfoot um, possibly a dog man so like Bigfoot dog man is like my main thing that I like to dive into and there's just so many different I mean they're worldwide I mean literally every continent has a Bigfoot thing and Nessie's cool and all but there's like a hundred sightings maybe and Mm -hmm. throughout all these years of history and it's like I want to believe so bad, but there's just not enough evidence. I know, me there's, too.
0: <laughs> there's literally to like
3: thousands and thousands of Bigfoot uh, experiences and encounters. And if, after a while, you can't just say everyone's crazy. You can't just say it was a bear. And then there's the whole spiritual aspect of it we could get into later. But yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So I am a mothman kind of gal. And my obsession with Mothman started by actually watching a horror movie called Mothman Prophecies. I don't know if you ever saw that movie.
3: I haven't seen it. Is it, is it related with to?
2: Yeah, it's the okay. whole like Point Pleasant story. But they've kind of dramatized it, made it mm-hmm. theatrical. And I thought that it was just a scary movie. And then someone was like, can you believe that really happened? And I was like, wait, what? It really Mm -hmm. happened. And then I got to like diving into the whole Mothman thing. And I was like, so Mothman is like this harbinger of death. He's something that people see before these major catastrophes, not just the Point Pleasant thing, but also like 9-11, really, really weird stuff. So, I mean, Nico, where are you at on Mothman?
3: Again, I've never experienced it, so I, I believe it one hundred percent. Though, because you hear, even before like recorded history, you hear of like the angel of death showing up. You hear of other things that, like bad omens, and so, so like, what if this is all the same entity? You know, the whole grim reaper type um, artwork mm-hmm. and things you would see from the Middle Ages. Could this be the same thing? You know, black so red
2: eyes mm-hmm. and the black silhouette it's never really described in any detail other than the wings and the eyes Mm -hmm. and the rest is kind of like each individual person's like interpretation right and i have to say if you look at the pictures where they claim they see mothman flying in front of like the twin towers before the incident If you take into scale how large the building was and how big the shadow is, it's not a bird because a lot of people will say, oh, it was a bird or something. And this was like a huge shadow. It wasn't like a small bird flying that casted this shadow. So I do feel like maybe we're talking interdimensional here.
3: Yeah, I would interdimensional extraterrestrial. I kind of combine those into the same category. You know, but it kind of goes back, even talking about like, the angels and stuff. They say a lot of people are on at a ballpark that like angels are extraterrestrial. So, it, you know, who knows? But the not uh, the Twin Towers one it was new to me. I never heard that before. And I had, you know, I've been kind of looking into cryptids like the last five years, like pretty heavily. And I'd never heard the Twin Towers one before. So that mm-hmm. one was like, I don't know
2: and if if you think about it too if this whole thing was planned with the 9-11 story Mm
0: -hmm. it was
2: all planned out and then we see like this interdimensional harbinger of death this death angel do they collect souls is this entity what we see it's like um, a vulture hovering around its Mm -hmm. food before it comes down and eats and it doesn't necessarily have to be that it's eating the flesh. But is it taking souls? Is it feeding on the suffering and the tragedy and, like, the tears and the the death in itself? Like, this is my question.
3: Yeah, and it kind of goes into, like, the whole idea of haunted areas, like, low-frequency type play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bridge that the original Mothman story... It, like wasn't built well you know what i mean right it was
2: built like shit Mm -hmm.
3: built like shit and then there's the whole uh chief cornstalk story that goes on you know along with it and it's like is this just like a cursed area is does this entity just kind of reside there is it like Mm -hmm. you said collecting souls doing all that i don't know it's very interesting
2: yeah and the thing about mothman Other than the fact that it could be like this death angel that's collecting souls and people have seen it. There was this other aspect that they kind of showed in the movie. And this could all be theatrical, just made up for the movie. But there was other things that started happening in the town, even besides just seeing Mothman. Which also makes me think maybe there was like an open portal in that area. It was just a lot of really weird stuff and like phone calls and like people seeing stuff in their yards and like shadowy figures going through the woods and just weird stuff.
3: What are your thoughts on portals? This is something that's like very oh, this like is a
2: Tinder subject for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. Cause I, I, I just know that there's some around us. There has to be, I've seen like my wife's seen them more, so hopefully she'll come on. But, uh, yeah I don't know there's just a few spots around us that's like this has to be a portal so I want to get what you're
2: around your house
3: not too far from it
2: okay (laughs) what does it look like and feel like
3: All right. so the one she saw I didn't I don't get I I get a vibe from it but I haven't seen it but I had one in the area that we were uh, where I had like my Bigfoot encounter and it was I don't know how to explain it like you're on a it's like a walkway and there's woods on both sides. And when I saw it, for it was just a split second, but it looked like the trees just kind of bent in. Like as you were looking down, I looked up for a split second and all of a sudden everything was like bending into this thing. And it was like, it looked like it was getting sucked in kind of. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just, it's just bizarre. You know, it like again, split second. And I'm like, all right, I know I didn't just imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then shortly, I don't think it was the same day, but, uh, you know, that's right around the area that we had this thing snort at us in the woods. So it's like, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Did you hear anything? Was it ominously quiet? Did you have a static electricity feeling? Butterflies in the stomach? Anything like that?
3: At the portal or with the Bigfoot?
2: By near the portal
3: yeah like everything just went blank for a second almost like you know if if you're like the blood rushes to your head or you know Mm -hmm. when you're like it was like that
0: yeah but
3: it was like i wasn't bending over or anything there was no like yeah i wasn't doing i just looked over and it was like and then Mm -hmm. done that was weird and just the fact that it seemed like it this is going to sound kind of crazy but almost went like black and white for like a second like the color seemed to like it wasn't full black and white but everything was muted and just Mm -hmm. bending sucking into this thing and i was like huh and then and just stopped and i was like that was weird
2: and it's happened a a few times person though like i talk (laughs) about portals all the time so i've talked about how the saint louis arch is a portal is a gateway and they're everywhere A lot of them are on ley lines and I think they were opened by people who knew what the fuck they were doing like hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. But we aren't aware of them because they haven't been like documented and we don't know how to close them so they just stayed open. And we just randomly go ac- come across one in the woods, you know? And then that's when Bigfoot sticks his head out.
3: I, I would say, I bet you they are documented and someone knows about them somewhere. Just and not it's like, us. Yeah. Because, like, the one that, w- that I saw is in a, like, a nature preserve. It's an educational, environmental enc- educational center. You're not allowed to bring, like, animals in there. It's very they keep it really clean it's all kind of fenced off why did there's so much woods around us like why did they pick this specific area to
0: mm-hmm. be the
3: nature preserve you know what I mean
0: yeah. and then
3: like the one that my wife saw the area is like under construction right now like it, they're like building a road into this woods I don't know if it's like a private property or what. Mm-hmm. We, we have no idea but it's like it's under construct. it's always in a for us at least it's like always in a spot that's like fenced off or kind of private or not open to like the general public but then i don't know there's a few spots a little north of us in uh or like a state park like in saratoga state park that's where she had a weird fairy experience with mm-hmm. the portals and stuff it just makes you wonder why why are these things state parks educational centers you know construction zone it's just very I think interesting that they
2: me. may actually be in a lot of state parks too mm-hmm. that they've like uh Um, Yellowstone, I'm sure there's a huge one over there. I'm sure there's a gigantic one in the Grand Canyon, Mm -hmm. you know? And I also think that there's a lot of underground military bases Mm -hmm. (laughs) connected with these parks and these portals and these national monument type of places because they can siphon the energy off of the area. And that's my opinion and people may think that sounds ridiculous but if I was going to have a military base underground I'd want it near the portal so I can right. do what I need to do you know
3: right and if you look into like geomancy and like earth magic and stuff like that like these places are hot spots like they're all over I mean civilizations have built stuff on the, like it's just it makes a lot of sense to me and I know that's like to a normal person that's like crazy talk but
0: you just I feel it
3: too like you just walk around you and you're like okay it. this is this is a weird spot like what's going on here something happened here and I, that's not even like empath powers like there's I've had normal people I've been with that don't believe in anything and they're like oh yeah I won't I won't walk by that house you know I won't <laughs> walk <laughs> Yeah, by that place is creepy that place freaks me out whatever yeah th- there's gotta be something to that and
2: And if we're going interdimensional, they could even be in the ocean. They could be underwater. Mm -hmm. And that's why you get a lot of these lights over the water. Mm -hmm. And let's just say Nessie's real, even though only 100 people have seen Nessie. There literally could be a portal something. Nessie's just popping in and out. And like, Portal-like. oh, I saw Nessie, and everybody thinks you're a kook, but nobody else sees it. It's because it went back in the portal. I don't uh, know. That's just a theory, you know?
3: It is, but think about this, too. So, like, New York, we have um, Lake Champlain, and then there's all the Great Lakes and everything. Lake Champlain has Champ, which is a, a Nessie-like creature. Loch Ness is, like, a huge lot. What if, what if all these big lakes that aren't technically the ocean or anything are all connected under oh, the ocean, you know what I mean? Like, what if there's these, like, under under underground tunnels that go tunnels. Even... yeah, and who knows, it could lead to, like, hollow earth you know, inner earth, whatever you want to say, but who's to say that there couldn't be, like, a prehistoric type creature mm. that just mm. swimming through these canals and pops up once in a while. They still don't know what's at the bottom of Loch Ness, they still can't like, really navigate it that well, like
2: yeah and And, i also think they tell a lot of truth in movies that being like kong versus
3: godzilla Godzilla. yeah that one that one was like i was watching that with my son not too long ago and it's like man they just (laughs) it's all right there
0: buffet
2: of like hollow earth flat earth and then it was like a conspiracy theory podcast talking Mm -hmm. about fluoride in the water talking about and i was like okay wait
3: they're just rubbing it in our faces at that point
2: yeah but i think of it like how you're talking about like a tunnel that can connect them all and we just don't know about it what if it's like a bermuda triangle kind of thing where Mm -hmm. they go in and it's they don't even have to swim very far and then they can just pop up like in a completely different area of the world
0: hmm
2: It's like a um uh,
3: sounds like a portal. A
2: slipstream. Yeah, <laughs> like a you just kind of enter it and boom, you're right where you need to be. Because I lived on Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. And we had Bessie, mm-hmm. which was this block nest type of creature. And then there's another one called Ogo Pogo. And these are there's one in Japan, I think it's called um Ishii. And there's another one called Koosie. And mm-hmm. so they're seeing them all over the world. It's not just
0: yeah. Scotland. Well, and,
3: and then look at like old maps. Every old map has some type of sea creature.
0: Leviathan.
3: Yeah. And it's like, is this embedded in our like subconscious, our DNA? Like we know that there's these terrifying things below the surface and we just all instinctually know it. Like for me, I'm scared to death to go into like natural bodies of water. Oh, I just you. I won't if I can't see the bottom. I'm not
2: right. I'll get about like collarbone level, and I'm like, okay, had fun, back to the shore.
3: That's more than me. I'll go up to like maybe my knee if I see like a really pretty rock under (laughs) water that I want to pick up. Then I'll do that. But like, no, I just I don't know. But they they tell us it's like giant sturgeons in New York or you know in Lake Champlain. Oh, they're Mm. the big sturgeons and stuff. And it's like sturgeons are pretty big. Long neck. Right, but they don't pop their head out of the water. They don't they have don't. big. So,
2: yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. That, that's not cutting ice with me. No. They're gonna have to do better than that. Did, did you watch the movie? It's a Disney movie. No, it's not. Maybe it is Atlantis, the cartoon.
3: I watched it when I was younger, and with
2: like Milo Thatch, and they go search for Atlantis.
3: Yeah, I have. I. It's, it's, not fresh in my mind but I definitely has, have seen that before
0: It and it was like a weird movie
3: back in the day like when it came oh, out it didn't get like a lot of like,
0: it's
2: borderline telling you some shit Nico mm-hmm. like it's borderline it. telling you some shit because he discovers this map that leads to this journal and then the journal says how you get to Atlantis and Atlantis is in hollow earth so you have to go down into the ocean there's this big leviathan creature that tries to get them, and then they go into like this slipstream into like this portal and it takes them to inner earth and they have to go through all these it's like pipes and drains to get to inner earth and then it was like this oasis of Atlantis and they have all this like technology and like knowledge and they have these little necklaces and you just tap it and things light up and It almost reminds me of, like, what Nikola Tesla was trying to do with, like, no cords, no wires, just free energy. And, I mean, it's literally borderline telling you some shit, and it's a fucking cartoon.
3: I'm gonna have to watch it, because I I remember watching it when I was, I don't know, when did that come out? In the 90s? I was a
2: kid. Probably, like, early 90s.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, I vaguely remember seeing it in, like, third grade or something and thinking, this is a weird movie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, but your kids would
2: love that movie, by the way, because it's so fantastical. And it's everything that, like, you and I and, like, Rosie talk about, like, on a daily basis. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, Atlantis and hollow earth and sea creatures and, like, all this stuff. And Michael J. Fox is actually the voice of the nerdy guy, Milo. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: it's just, um, I don't know it's kind of sentimental to me because at the time I was really big into watching like back to the future and like all these movies and um, which by the way back to the future is borderline telling you some shit too Mm -hmm. but to go back to like cryptids for a second Yeah,
3: let's get back on topic. (laughs) because <laughs> i think i mean they could tangent. all be I'm,
2: yeah. I'm an easy tangenter but to get back on cryptids like these the the things that we see over the water and these sea creatures if we're talking about like flat earth for a second because i'm i tend to be a flat earther the deepest we can go is like so many miles and then we bottom out and the mariana's trench pretty much goes down that far And they're always talking about how we don't even know what's down there. Right. What if you get to a certain point and then the fucker just opens up and you just go straight into another world?
0: Yeah.
3: Nothing would shock me anymore at this point. Like, I've had so many weird dreams that are so vivid and lucid where I'm underground and, like, doing stuff underground with a group of, like, military type people. And I have no clue what I'm doing, but it's like why am I having dreams like that? I'm not watching anything that would do that. You know what I mean? So it just makes you question what the it hell is actually going like,
2: on. Have you ever heard somebody who's told about like a 20 and back?
3: Yes, I have. And Does I, it
2: I, sound similar to what it, you're saying?
3: I heard that one episode of the confessionals where the guy was talking about the 20 and back. And I was like, this is hitting a little too close to home. I don't. I'm not claiming that I've had one. I can't prove that or anything. All I can say is I've had very weird dreams. <laughs>
2: but, okay. And just for the listeners who don't know what we're talking about, can you describe a little bit, like, what is a 20 and back?
3: So, from my understanding, it's you are basically, like, selected for this almost black ops, like, military-style uh, program where you're going to time travel, where they're going to take you at a certain point in your life, they're going. You're going to go on a basically a different timeline, and you're going to experience a whole other dimension and a, whatever. Some people claim that they're in outer space. Some people claim they're underground and the whatever. You do all this. You go through a whole lifetime basically in this simulation. I guess. I guess that's mm-hmm. a good way to call it. And then you come back. They teleport you back. Time travel you back to. Where they took you, and you have no memory of it in your conscious mind. But subconsciously, all this stuff is still there. Right. And, it and makes you can wonder, have
2: weird dreams because of that.
3: But it makes me wonder, has everyone experienced this? Like, is is time... Uh, so I, I go off these like weird tangents, and I know we're way off cryptids right now. No, but it's like, okay, go ahead what if time really just doesn't exist and everything is going on simultaneously past future everything is going on at the same time and they've figured out a way that maybe the average person can't do it but someone knows how to literally just jump you into another timeline
0: Mm and where there's
3: literally infinite things i mean they tell us this in like doctor strange and all these you know predictive programming type things so if everything's going on at the same time the past doesn't really exist that's why we don't really have good records because they can just go and change it. As right. They, you know what I mean? So it's like, if all this is going on simultaneously and they have the ability to just snap you back to a different timeline that you're conscious in, who's to say? like,
2: It hasn't happened to everyone.
3: Right. Like, we're all experiencing this. Maybe that is reincarnation. Maybe that is, like, part of the simulation. You know what I mean?
2: Yes. And that is spooky because of the Mandela effect thing
3: yes it all kind of ties together like how many times i know without even asking you or knowing i'm sure you've had dreams or you've been lucid or conscious in them and you're like i've been here before like i know what this is and then you wake up and you're like i know everything about myself while i'm in the dream there i know everything about place the world the everything like that but then you come back here and you're like how do I know that? But you you can't remember it. You know what I mean? It's like this weird, yeah. weird amnesia that you get.
2: It's, I think we are like... a species of humans with amnesia. I think every single one of us has amnesia. We don't mm-hmm. know where we came from. We don't know what we are even. I mean, we know that we're here and we're in these bodies. But who's to say that like... We haven't lived a lifetime where we're like bigfoots or we're like fairy people or we're like atlanteans right. or how do we how do we know that hasn't happened
3: right and how do we i like, guess every culture have this image of like say Bigfoot or a monster in the woods or what and I know people will be like oh well there's predators in the woods and whatnot but yeah but people know how to deal with like a bear or a mountain lion Mm -hmm. how do you deal with the boogeyman in the woods the, the right the giant in the like every culture has this and i don't know i just think there's how do i say this correctly like if everything is going on at the same time and we're all experiencing this simultaneously past present and future we just have no clue like it could all happen like bigfoot could just be a different like let's say this timeline went with the evolution route or this timeline went with this you know what i mean like we Mm -hmm. could be and then we just get these weird glimpses and that's where the portals kind of come in like they're just like you get a glimpse into Mm -hmm. a different timeline a different reality do you know
2: the closer you get to the truth the more you see stuff like that and the the more dreams you have mm mm-hmm Because I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I used to think that I just had real vivid dreams. And now that I'm older, the more I'm like looking into it. And I still have dreams like that. And I can kind of understand what they are. And deja vu is really bad for me lately. And, you know, feeling like I've done this before. Like I've had this conversation before. Or... Um, I And I've talked to other people and they're like, that like never happens to me. And the, these are the kind of people you would say that are normies. NPC. yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're not really into... I, <laughs> we went to dinner with um, uh, some friends and they're not like us, Nico. And <laughs> I started getting to talking about some stuff. And uh, the cosmic peach came out a little too strong. And the look on her face was just like sheer bewilderment and i was like oh okay i kind of overstepped a little i don't want to scare her freak her out but for you and i i feel like talking about this stuff is almost spiritual in a way i feel like fulfilled mm-hmm. knowing that i'm not experiencing this kind of stuff alone and that it's really happening to other people
3: yeah i 100 because my whole life too i just didn't know am i going crazy hold on rosie's just walking in every dream I, I mean you have these wild lucid dreams as a little kid you have you wake up in sleep paralysis which we've talked about before and everyone's like oh it's just a nightmare oh it was just that and it's like but it happens consistently and I go back to similar places and I go I know things that are going on uh, like in this, this different reality how do you explain that to uh, like a parent that's like you just had a bad dream don't worry about it you know
2: and you might have done this before at ah astral projection.
3: I can't prove it, but I think I've definitely done it. And, like, my wife just had one that, a possible astral projection that involves Bigfoot, so when she comes down here, we'll talk about it. Oh, she better
2: spill the tea. Because
3: this one, we talked about it on uh, like two episodes ago, but this is a weird one. But, uh, yeah, astral projection I think is just where your consciousness is traveling the simulation. You know what I mean? You're like going into a different... You're just getting a glimpse. Like, you're not physically there. You're just seeing it. Maybe you are, like, in a... I don't know. It's so weird. I
2: think the the real essence of you is mm-hmm. able to escape the body.
3: Yeah. And you
0: get to and see And you can like-
2: actually get... Like, I my essence can escape the physical form while I'm sleeping and, like, go to different countries go to different and I actually talked to someone not on a podcast and they say that they have astral projected before and that it almost felt like a dream at first but then they realized like oh I can kind of control this a little bit this is not a dream this is real and I yeah I think it goes back to like we're stuck in the physical form while we're conscious but then when we go to sleep our body's sleeping but our consciousness is kind of still awake and can like leave and come back but if we're talking about it in the sense of like insidious that movie it's Mm -hmm. fucking creepy as fuck because like something can get into the body while you're out
3: well and that's what i always wondered like with sleep paralysis like when you feel that thing on your chest is it some type of entity trying to get into the empty vessel you know Mm -hmm. what i mean
0: Mm -hmm. like
3: it's it's crazy to think about but would you consider like shadow people a cryptid or is that more of it depends
2: if it's like um if if it's transparent if it's an apparition no but if Mm -hmm. it's a physical solid being then yeah i would because now we're talking about the actual boogeyman
3: right so like how do you explain that you're in a dream you wake up you're in sleep paralysis and you feel something on you like that's
2: like a hand have you ever felt like a hand or like a actual like it felt like somebody was grabbing you
3: I felt things on my legs before like something touching me but I've also had like things just sitting on my chest you know what I mean where it's like it's See, not you're just like...
2: creeping me out, Nico. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a little person sitting on you.
3: No, it's like a heavy mass that's sitting on you, and you can't, you can't move, you can't breathe, and you're like, "What is going on?" But then I forget who I was talking to, and I wish I could give them credit, but they were like, "What if that is just the empty vessel? Like your body's the empty vessel because you're off traveling somewhere. This thing is trying to get in. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. trying to get in, but." Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. This no, you're is, uh, fine. We're going to switch this out. Let's see if you can hear me.
2: <laughs> yes, I can hear both of you. Okay, perfect. Sounds so, great.
3: So, we were talking about uh, cryptids, and somehow we got onto the idea of astral projecting and uh, like sleep paralysis and stuff. Okay. Do you want to tell your story?
1: Hi, by the way. Nice to meet you.
2: (laughs) Hi. I'm Julia. Rosie. Thanks for having us on. Oh, I was so excited to meet you and um, just talk about creepy stuff. Yeah. And he was telling me that you had like a Bigfoot astral projection kind of something happened. Yeah. And I was was wondering if you could share with the
1: class. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely yeah it was was that less than two weeks ago right it's
3: like two weeks ago
1: um it was so strange because i've been i i so i don't know if just because it was on my mind it's been on my mind you know bigfoot and things like that and lately i've just sort of been always on the hunt for it too because we live in a i think well we both think a hotbed mm-hmm. <laughs> for activity um so yeah one night i fell asleep and I had a dream that I was, uh, my parents lived next door and I was standing on their lawn and I was, uh, I turned around and it was nighttime and it felt so real because I would typically, I sometimes I do go over my parents' house in the evening for like a cup of tea or like just to talk to my mom or whatever. So it wasn't, you know, that's not crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So then I turn around and I look toward the street and so-
3: we live in a it's like a cul-de-sac there's a little area with like a tree and a bench and everything and then probably like 200 yards across the street is just all woods that you hear Oh, like,
2: okay like a foresty area yeah. yeah so
3: it's like yeah the road and then just all, all forest and everything mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. like street lights around and everything so yeah just to paint the picture a little bit so yeah you're looking yes i was out. looking
1: toward the forest area yeah and there's a, uh, there's like, um, like street lights, and they look like lamp, you know, um, old kind of lamp lights, Um uh, lanterns is the word I'm looking for. Um, and so I turn around, I look and I thought I saw a large, um, dog, and it was sort of, it looked like a golden retriever type of dog. And then as I kept looking, it was coming closer to where the light was shining down on, on him. Um And he would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just kept staring, thinking, when's the owner going to come? You know, when am I going to see the person walking the dog, right? So I kept mm-hmm. waiting and just watching. And then as it got closer to the light, it started standing and then turned to look at me. And as it turned to look at me, it was Bigfoot. Fuck off. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dogman for a second.
1: No.
3: But you guys, it changed color too, which was weird. Yeah,
1: so it seemed very blonde. And then as it got actually closer to the light, it sort of turned into like a chestnut brown reddish. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And it was standing and it just turned and looked at me. And I had the terror in the dream, you know, where mm-hmm. you just freeze and uh, I mean I just remember the feelings I felt in this dream it was all so real and I just wanted to run and I was trying to run to our house which wasn't that far and I couldn't go like I was trying to run so fast and it was like I was stuck and I was kind of moving and I couldn't and then all of a sudden I like woke up but I had sleep paralysis
2: oh Um, fuck off
1: yeah yeah that's and so worse. it was a whole thing. I know. And I was laying there and I was looking at Nico and I was like, wanting to say, help me. Like, yeah. and I couldn't do, you know, I couldn't move. I couldn't do oh. anything. And I started shaking, like moving, you know, rocking back and forth yeah. a little bit. Like my legs, I was just trying to move a little bit. It, now I haven't had sleep paralysis that much. I've had it, this is probably my third time of having it. I would say this is the most mild case I've had because I got out of it pretty quick. Um, So I started shaking and then, (laughs) this is the worst part. You know, like, I don't know, when you wear your hair up like in a bun or something and you Mm -hmm. take it down and the way it falls down like on your shoulders, that's what I felt. I felt somebody like drop my hair, like, or run their hands through my hair mm. and I was I was in a sleep paralysis but I was fully aware I felt Ooh. it yeah no yes and then I woke him up like I finally got out of it and I was like <laughs> you gotta oh you have to listen yeah. to what I just experienced so.
2: so do you think that this is something paranormal or do you think that this is something maybe interdimensional or I, I'm a flat earther, so I tend to say, like, things are interdimensional. I don't think okay. we've ever been to space or anything like that, but that's another episode. So sometimes I think that they just walk in, they can influence us, and then they just kind of pop back out. Yeah. Or or do you think that it was, like, a demon? Like, what, what was your feeling? Dread? Terror? Was there a
1: temperature uh, change in
2: the room? Like, no. what was
1: the... Well, it was very interesting because that it, I, it's like I wanted to be terrified at that. It more, I would say, creeped me out than terrified me because I was like, just laying there going, somebody who literally is stroking my hair. Mm. But Nico had a good perspective on it. And I don't know if you know our friend, Lehman, at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. They thought, after talking about it a little bit, that I might have been a guardian angel. Telling me everything's gonna be okay. Oh, to calm you. Yes, because I didn't it, like. I it was weird. The the terror was in the dream, when I wanted to run from. Squanch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to run, and then when I was in the bed trying to get out of sleep paralysis, and everything. I, when I felt this, I was like creeped out, but I wasn't like horrified. You know. Mm. So I don't know. After they kind of brought that idea to light, I was like. That kind of makes sense because right next to my bed, I have um, Saint Michael, the guardian angel. Oh, I have yeah. a statue of him, and so yeah, I'm very like drawn to um, that angel. And I, I don't know. It could have been. It could have been just a protection thing.
2: yeah i i'm similar to you in that way because every night before i go to bed my husband is like working the swing shift so i'm already in bed like trying to go to bed and he's still at work he gets home at like one in the morning and i'm Mm -hmm. already so um i uh have a sick sense of humor and i like to watch like scary movies and shit and then like listen to scary podcasts and then try to be in my bedroom alone so i always say like this prayer like just put the four angels in the four corners of the room so mm-hmm. I can sleep. Yes. And it it comforts me. Yeah. And some people believe in angels. Some people don't. Obviously, it just depends how spiritual you want to get. But if you believe in angels, you also have to believe in the darkness. Mm-hmm. So that is equally terrifying because sometimes yes. it's it's like a fine line is this something protective or angelic or is this something trying to scare me is this demonic and that's where i guess you just have to have discernment but sometimes like a story like that where you can't move in your dream and then you Mm -hmm. wake up in sleep paralysis i'd probably shit my fucking pants to be honest with you (laughs) even with the thing touching my head I don't know like I'd be really scared but yeah. it, I guess also it would just I'd have to have it happen to me so I could sense whatever yeah. the being was it, if it was positive or negative but I did hear third handedly that you have some connection with fairies as well yeah
0: <laughs> okay yes, and now
2: I'm really curious about this so yeah
1: What's going on with the fairies? It's always been a thing that I've been, it's so hard to like, say like, uh, yes, I'm connected to fairies. It's always been telling people telling me I have this and me being like, that's absurd. You know what I mean? Like growing up, like in my teens, twenties, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cute. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, sure. And then um, I have this um, person that I see. She's like a spiritual advisor I've seen her, I've known her for years, I think since 2013, Um, and she also talks about it all the time, Um, and... (laughs) This is a real person? Yes, yeah, someone i got to see. She's a psychic medium, Um, she does all kinds of spiritual healing, she's a person I really, really trust, everything she's ever told me has... Come true every yeah yeah. I, I was mean, just
2: making sure it wasn't like a spirit guide or something like that. Yeah, a no, real physical person. A real
1: physical person. Yes. Um, and you know, I haven't. I didn't really dive into it too much with her until I met Nico, and then you sort of brought it to light again. So it's been popping in and out of my life forever. It's not something like I said. I really even wanted to dive into you know because I just thought it was sort of nonsense at the time but now I now I do believe in it you know I do think that there is a connection there you've
3: Mm -hmm. had experiences a lot you want to talk about them too
1: (laughs) yeah so this is the other thing (laughs) when you go to show it's so funny because like I get it I get how people don't want to come on shows and talk about their experiences because you can sound like a freaking nut job you know, yeah,
2: I mean, I have a pretty specific audience, though, sister. So I feel like if they're <laughs> listening to this shit, they've they're they're OK. With yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, I yeah. know that. The circle but, is safe. We're yes. Yeah. Let it out. Let it fly. Right. Right. So, yeah, it was interesting because he just sort of. made me talk about it one night on the show, just sort of like he was like, so talk about that. And I was like, uh we're doing this tonight. So, yeah, when I was little, I used to see them. I would see little people, like, playing in, um, like, the garden that I Describe was growing up Describe
2: for me. Are they gnome-like? Do they have wings? Do they look like
1: Tinkerbell? No. They were literally, like, if you could shrink a regular person down to probably eight inches, six, eight inches. Okay. That's what they looked like. No are they wings. attractive? yes i actually remember one had a mustache <laughs> i'm not okay. kidding yes but um also a couple were naked so mm-hmm. that's that's one thing that was funny to me because in my imagination like as a little kid i wouldn't have concocted like maybe I a naked have, I don't person know. right maybe yeah i don't think so but i saw these little naked people some of them were dressed some of them weren't i mean there was like a whole Family that lived, yeah, amongst the garden that I was in, and wow. I just grew up outside, you know, it was like that's the way, I was only child, I had to entertain myself, I had a big imagination, so again, was it my imagination? Maybe, until <laughs> not too long ago, we were in, um, Nico, I, I wasn't with Nico, the, Back then, when this happened to me, um,
3: we were just talking about the place, though, Saratoga. Yeah, we were talking yeah, about yeah, portals yeah. too.
1: Saratoga, <laughs> um, their national park is a hotbed for like vortexes everywhere. And if you're sensitive, you mm-hmm. you feel it. And it's such a calming feeling, though. It's not like I don't have a sense of anxiety because I will go to places and I'm very anxious. Like I can, I'm so sensitive yeah. to everything. Um, like I used to I hate going to even say Sunday brunch with like my family or friends because all I could hear were other people talking and it was, I couldn't Oh girl, me too.
2: Right? It's so odd that you say that. I am like a cat. I You put me out in the, I'm like, like I cannot yeah. do it. I'll be like fuck this social circle. Like I gotta right. go home.
1: It's, it's so hard. Year. It's hard. Yeah. Yes, I'm so yeah. glad you can relate. I I mean, I would... It's a redhead thing. It
2: must we're, be. We're actually all redheads are, like, fucking extraterrestrials. Anyways, go right. ahead.
1: <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, I would literally... I mean, I've run out of restaurants before because I just can't take it. The anxiety. You know? yes, yes. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, So. I'm not so a situation like that is terrible but a situation like where I'm in like this calming beautiful like nature or, yeah nature and park it feels so good so like I actually saw the same sort of creatures in this park I I felt myself enter the vortex I knew I was entering it it was literally like I entered a bubble like and like then it was like just peace and then I sat down by the little stream um and I showed you that last time we were there Mm -hmm. that little exactly where it was I mean I can take you exactly where where it is um and the stream is low the bed is high and in between there was like these little niches and rocks and stuff and I saw these little people like just walking around did they ever say anything poking around no no it was very quiet it's always very like quiet serene and yes like, not a lot going on yes. yes like so I just heard I remember just like the water you know that soothing mm-hmm. like sound of water you know hitting the rocks and then they're like poking in and out and just kind of mm-hmm. like almost being very playful yeah with me and yeah the person I was with at the time I didn't tell him I'll tell you that much <laughs> you know <laughs> Until that guy, mm-hmm. uh, he would have been like, "She needs some meds, bro." Right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so yeah, and I stayed for a little while. I don't even know where the other people were that I was with. No idea. I was completely in a different zone. And then I got up, and then just got back into reality. That's
2: yeah. Are they drawn to you because you're sensitive to picking them up? I
1: think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I really believe that's what it is. And I do believe I do have some sort of bloodline there. Yeah. Uh, are you that
2: connection. RH, that freaky weird one, that RH negative one? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I think I do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have, but, um, I don't know. I, I've always been, I have the traits did they um, give
2: you some shampoo or something? What's going on with your luscious Rapunzel
1: hair? <laughs> Can you let me in on the secret? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just letting it grow.
2: You're Coconut like Samson,
1: and like all of your strength <laughs> is in your hair. That's right. I don't cut it now. I just, yeah. Don't... How many oh, years yeah. of growth is that? Your whole life, probably. No, not really. After I had the baby, I just let it go like okay I just kind of like let it grow Nico loves long hair and he's
2: oh I love long hair too yeah I'd be your girlfriend if I could (laughs) I just love long hair but no I, I just to be serious though I have other people in my life and my family too is kind of sensitive to picking up on certain things and I would love to say that I've had like a beautiful fairy like serene experience like that mm-hmm. but it always seems like we pick up on like demonic energy real easy mm-hmm. like i can even almost meet someone and like them on the surface but like in my spirit i'll just be like Ugh. like i can't yeah. like there's something that it's not and me and nico were kind of talking about this earlier and it's like when you wake up out of sleep paralysis is what you're seeing a cryptid is it demonic like what is this and is it interdimensional like are mm-hmm. all cryptids interdimensional
1: you know what i mean yeah i don't i don't know you know what i mean i haven't it's so funny because i haven't i feel bad saying this but I've done my research on it as you know as much as you guys have but um my feeling is that i'm traveling You know, we're traveling, we're doing our work on the other side and we come across these, these beings, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, um, but I, but I know what you're saying about just to run back for a minute about meeting people and sensing like that presence. I I have that too. I do have that, but I also have always felt very protected my whole life by something Mm -hmm. very protected. And I do heavily believe in angels. I always have. Um, like, I know they're around me. So yeah. it made sense to say that that was what that was. I just had never experienced a physical touch by mm-hmm. them. So it was pretty cool if that's what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, 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 yeah, I know, I know what you mean about the and sensing.
2: You could probably relate to this, but I've been in situations before where like someone in my friend group wants to introduce me to someone new and they'll mm-hmm. be like, I really like them. You oh know, they're gosh. great. I just want you to um, meet them. And so I'll meet them and everyone loves them. And I'm like the only person that can't stand them. Yes.
3: We have a f- and, good story. And they're like,
2: that. they're like, Julia, like what the fuck is wrong with you? You hate everybody. I'm like, no, I don't actually. Right. Right. I like a lot of people. I don't like fucking this energy coming out of this person. Yes. Like, I'm sorry you can't feel that. Right. A lot it's of like punching cannot. me. Like, I can feel
1: that energy coming off of the person. Yes. I have chills right now. because Really? The way I, like, just live my life meeting people. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Girl, I can count on these many
2: fingers how many friends i have (laughs) i'm serious i have like four friends right um and it's hard for me to actually uh it's hard for me to make friends as well because of this type of stuff i'm into because even if it's a really sweet person that i would actually probably like they're not ready to talk about these kind of things with me so it's not that I just don't like anybody, but I want to be friends with people who I can be myself around, who yeah. are also like in the same energy as I am. Which, yes. yeah, not easy to find. the to make a fucking website called Conspiracy Chicks, R Us, or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> just like you're your onto picture. something. You're onto yeah. something. <laughs> Seriously. That
3: sounds like a million dollar idea. I know.
1: We need friends. That's like conspiracy
2: smoke shows, and then you right. just go on as a bunch of hot chicks talking about aliens. But no. <laughs> Um, it, it is weird because some, I, I've met people before and I'm like, how do you get from day to day? Like, you seem like you are totally oblivious Mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, I can just pick up on things so easily that I take it for granted almost. Yep. Yep, And I was asking Nico at the beginning, I said, when you're near a portal, do you feel something do you get, like, a static electricity feeling? Is there, like, a temperature change? Is it ominously quiet? And he was like, yeah, you can tell when you're near one. Mm-hmm. Like, you can pick up on it. There's a feeling. How many people, though, have walked right through a motherfucker and not
1: even known it? Because they're just asleep. You know what I'm saying? That's probably almost everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, yes, I do. I do. Have I... you ever been to the Grand Canyon? No, I haven't. No. We should plan a trip. I'm telling
2: you, there's probably some energy coming up out of that motherfucker. Um, there's have so you been? many stories. I've never been. Okay. The Hopi people say that this ant or praying mantis, some type of an insectoid being, mm-hmm. saved them from like a flood and took them into like underground caverns in the Grand Canyon wow and saved the their tribe and then after the the waters recessed they let them out and they came back up onto the surface now if you look at the grand canyon itself it's water erosion so it was literally hollowed out by water so the flood story underground tunnels inner earth catastrophes the flood like you can see it you don't have to take my word for it you can look and see that it's been hollowed out by water but then we get back to the cryptids are the insect people real do you do you think this is
1: real yeah i do i believe in everything so yes i do i'm so. i absolutely would believe that that would happen of course
2: yeah i think there's like a being for every animal that we have yeah like a a whale being or like a bird being or a praying mantis like fill in the blank there's probably like a being associated and that's why when people talk about dog man Mm -hmm. being like this demonic thing it freaks me out a little bit because i'm a massive dog lover right like dogs are like this pure innocence and just blissful joy just radiating love and I can't those are domesticated
3: it. dogs you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: but he i, I but i've had this Where conversation
1: with him about this too because it does i'm like what is this dog man thing because i feel like i would go out and like pet it be okay with it yeah you know what i mean yeah pet right dog. like it would like me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the kind of you like know what I mean? mentality i have yes i do i, I exactly imagine like an upright wolf
2: you yes. know that you could just approach it and like become its cub or something, like yeah. fucking Mowgli in Jungle Book. But they describe it completely different. They they'll it'll bite your head off, right. rip your flesh and just slit your throat open. And I'm thinking, why is it a dog man, evil dog man? And you know where they see it a lot? Fucking Skinwalker Ranch. Oh.
3: Well, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. Well, let's let's go to this idea. Most of the encounters I've heard are from men, right? Like, I haven't heard, and maybe I'm just ignorant, but I haven't heard a ton of, like, women talk about experiencing dogmen, and the few that I have heard, it is more like a kinship there. Do you think these oh, things shit. are just hyper-territorial? Like, if they sense... I know dogs get territorial... They sense another male and it just, the fur goes up. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, I, it's so weird because I genuinely am not afraid if we ran into Bigfoot. I am not afraid for whatever. Have you heard the sounds? Yeah. Oh, we've definitely. Have Have you recorded them? We've tried. Remember, we had the, we took the camera out and we, yeah, but it just, kids that time. Oh, yeah. That was,
3: that was a weird one. That was really weird. We've had like, what is it, four now? Like yeah. four? Well, you've the had. A
1: growl some. or a howl? Oh, was or it, what that, does it sound it was like? It's not a growl. The first one we had was snorting.
3: Sounded mm-hmm. like a pig.
1: Sounded like a pig, literally, like a wild hog. And there are no wild hogs where we live. In Why does that North. give me the
2: creeps, though?
3: It was a like, weird have you heard this story creepy. before Did we ever tell I have you
1: this?
2: not I have not heard it oh, I was okay. keeping my reactions genuine for our podcast tonight so I okay. haven't
1: been it's a good one you okay wanna tell her we want to start
0: so
3: I think it was I could be wrong on the exact date but it was June 2020 and we were in that area where we've seen portals before it's a nature preserve and we just kind of went on to like a back trail. Not
1: the one in Saratoga.
3: No, no, no. This is uh, is by our house, three miles from our house. Yeah. And uh, everything. It was like a bright, sunny day. That this is how I remember it, Mm -hmm. and I think you kind of remember it the same way too. But talking about portals, it's like we came around this corner, and there's a wood line on the one side of us, and then just an open field on the other side. And all of a sudden, it's like things got dark. It got really dark. Our son was with us. He was three at the time. He was kind of walking ahead of us. And I just got this overwhelming urge to just run and pick him up. Like, I couldn't let him walk alone. And it just, everything got creepy. There's no other way to explain it. It just got, like, weird. Like, everything Mm -hmm. was quiet. And then there was something following us along in the woods. And it's like... Did you hear what?
2: branches snapping?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, branches snapping sn- and that, that really weird
3: snorting. Yeah. So, we heard something kind of shuffling around in the woods. Mm-hmm. I picked my son up. We took a few more steps and all of a sudden, this thing just started snorting at us. Like, I mean, <laughs> explain. It's like, I'll try to do the
0: sound. I
1: said, well, yeah, it was literally like... Yeah, like a Loud.
0: like a
2: literal, yeah, not like, a dog, not a
1: whatever no. would be. Nothing in the woods. I've ever heard before in the woods. And I right. said, Nico, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's probably a deer. And I said, no. And I said is this No. A, is, right. And I was like, why cuz of course he didn't want me to panic. And I was like, <laughs> is I, this a bear like are we dealing with a bear here and he was like "Mm, no it's probably a buck and I was like it's not a fucking buck
3: well to (laughs) be fair I have heard bucks get territorial before but this I mean because I didn't know what it was either so I'm like my first thought was bear Right? but you don't want to tell me that right so I'm like let's just get out of here and we turn around and we take I don't know 20 steps back to where we were get back on thing and like All of a sudden, like the sun came back out, the noise went away, but it was just—it was weird, man. It was weird. It's just, just pure dread. Was your
1: kid scared? He was. He was quiet.
3: Which is unusual.
1: We weren't making a big deal. Like we were like whispering to ourselves, like you know, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of just like, like kind of. He didn't
3: make a noise. Which, if you know our son, he doesn't shut up. No. So like. (laughs)
1: So That was unusual.
3: So I think he definitely sensed something. He still talks about it. Yeah. He still talks about the bear in the woods, and we're like, I yeah. wonder if he saw it. I know, right? But yeah, but I
1: didn't. It's funny because I didn't have the darkness. I didn't feel the, the darkness. If anything, I felt like the sun was super bright that day. See, well, that's especially so... while that was happening, I was uncomfortably like blinded.
3: I went into that's like so weird that you survival. Said it, I didn't mode. know that it was like everything was like whomping. like whoop. And all I could think was like, just get out of this situation as quick as mm-hmm. possible.
2: Are you brave enough to like do, uh, take your phone, put the recorder on, and like just go through a walk of that area? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we would. At night.
3: At night? Nope. Uh, no. No.
2: <laughs> okay. Because nope. they're, they're more likely to come out at night because they feel yeah. like comfortable hiding in the yeah. darkness. But I'm not doing it. I'll just say that right now because my husband definitely ain't coming with me. He (laughs) hears something. He's gonna toss me like a human
1: shield, be like
2: (laughs) here she is. You wanted to be out here. There you go, honey. (laughs) But oh no. But I I do have to say, even if it's interdimensional, he came in through a portal, a vortex. A lot of the times people say that things get weird when they they pop in and out. Either they get sick to their stomach. There's a weird odor. There's like... A, that's why they call that one like the skunk ape or whatever. Like yeah. it had a horrible odor they could smell. And usually you associate that with like something evil.
0: You know, right. a bad
2: smell or like the darkness or like feeling sick. And then sometimes people will say... I thought that it was just a tall bear or something. I didn't feel weird. I just, you know, it was there and then it wasn't there and it was fine. Mm -hmm. And I heard somebody that worked at an underground base, quote unquote, whether he's telling the truth or not, God only knows. But he said sometimes they modify them. They modify dog man and they modify bigfoot oh. to actually become like these ai type of creatures and they lose all mm-hmm. humanity and all of like their compassion or like like a dog for example you would even a wild animal they'll they'll probably like run off from you then attack you
0: right. but like
2: they've modified them to become these ultimate predators like in the movie predator like they can see everything they can smell everything they'll just rip your throat out kind of things and they like just release them in random areas to see what happens oh and it freaked
1: me the fuck out that doesn't sit right with me that story <laughs> i don't i don't believe in, i don't believe that
0: i mean like what you're saying military. i believe
1: what you're saying but yeah i don't think that's where they come from no i i feel I like think- it's so spiritual like I do feel like there's a major spiritual connection with these things.
2: I would mm-hmm. say though,
3: I think that they if they could figure out a way to harness them, why wouldn't they modify them? That's a good way into... to
2: put it, Nico. Like mm-hmm. they're harnessing them, like they're actual spiritual, natural creatures, but mm-hmm. they've like taken a couple of them and they've done like weird experiments like on oh them. M- i see what MK saying. ultra stuff okay. on them
3: and like yeah
2: i thought you were saying they produce these
1: things like themselves not produce
2: them but it would be yeah. like if they took a person like as a kid yeah. and then they did yeah. weird shit to them to make them like this yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. narcissistic psychopath like they created a jeffrey dahmer right. and then released it into the world to see what it would do but they're
1: doing it with like other creatures that's freaky I don't like
3: that. Yeah, I believe it. I, I, I think they could.
1: If, <laughs> I'm like, I don't believe that story at all. <laughs> but no, now that you're saying it like that, maybe. But that's like, I don't know. Yeah.
3: No, I just think, again, I, I want to do like some kind of poll. That's like people that have experienced dog band, Sas- any type of cryptid, whether it's a male or a female, and what the energy is. Because I think regardless, it, if... I think Bigfoot is more human than anything but Mm -hmm. if it's like a primitive type human or something it's gonna be territorial and if it senses another male in the like area it's gonna go on alert it's gonna do something like I don't know if uh, this thing would have attacked us but it was definitely like bluffing us and like (laughs) saying like get out of here like I don't want to come any further yeah I don't, territorial I don't know. yeah just mm-hmm.
1: I think we're like it would have probably ripped him to shreds if it could it would mm-hmm. probably steal you or I and take <laughs> us somewhere
2: and make hybrid babies yes mm-hmm. that's how I yeah.
1: think you know yeah
2: I think I think that could be part of it now if you're out in the middle of the woods anything can appear paranormal because you're scared yeah. you're in the middle of the woods but I just did an episode with um, Ghost from My Third Eye podcast and we were talking about this place in Japan it's called Suicide Forest
0: oh,
2: yeah Okigahara Forest
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it sits at the base of Mount Fuji which people have notoriously connected with being a portal hmm. and they always used to say that, the, that you could go into the heavens through Mount Fuji, but also they could come down from the heavens. So I made the case to Ghost that I feel like there might be some demonic energy around there that's sucking the dead bodies. And that's why people are drawn. They've been drawn there for thousands of
1: years to kill themselves. Wow. So you're saying they might not go there to do it. They might just be in the forest and be drawn to to yeah so i
2: think maybe you could go there with like you're not sure maybe you're just gonna go obviously you have to drive there park your car walk into the forest knowing where the fuck you're going so you might have some dark thoughts but then you get in there and you get lost it's a huge forest Mm you're you get in there you're lost you're looking around you're seeing hanging bodies you're seeing dead bodies everywhere skeletons you're seeing everything and then there's this energy coming off of mount fuji and it's like what if you can't find your way back out like how do you like what do you and then they just find you dead there's skeletons everywhere they said one year they cleaned up like 150 bodies in one year so has
3: anyone ever done an experiment where they've just gone in with like a camera crew and like a rescue team ready to go some kind of tracker on them like a documentary
2: team has went in there and they just find bodies everywhere suicide notes everywhere ropes hanging from the trees with just a pile of bones underneath like uh, it's so crazy and then the japanese people have a very sacred connection with nature And I feel like, why would you want to desecrate this holy mountain? They call it like a holy place. And you're desecrating it with multiple self-murders. And my opinion on it was, maybe this is a portal. Maybe not just positive entities can come in through the portal. Right. And they always say, like, they need the sacrifice to... um, Power up essentially, so we're talking about bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies. You could run forever on the energy that you could suck off of that place, you know? Oh, yeah,
3: it's so interesting, too, though. Like, I never heard that about Mount Fuji, but if you think about so many different mythologies, like you go onto the mountain to reach the heavens, like Greek mythology has it, the Bible, Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: Mount Shasta.
3: Yeah. It, it's so interesting to think about that. Like, what if a demonic energy just decided, we're going to take this mountain. But well, then you hear and... that in folklore, too, the the forest that, like, people go missing in. And it's like...
1: Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But just like anything else you said in the beginning, you always have to have darkness where there's, you know, light and yeah. dark. Yeah. So there's going to be those... Portals too. I really believe.
2: I
3: wonder what's the distance between Mount Fuji and Mount Shasta.
2: I would love to know. I would love to know because they see like actual UFOs pop up out of Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. Wow. Lights in the sky around Mount Shasta. Mm. And then, if you want to get real conspiratorial, what the fuck happened to those hikers on the Diotlov Pass incident on that mountain of the dead?
3: Do you know about no, that? No, what is so, that? Well, it was back in the 50s, right? Yeah. So like no, this...
2: it was like in the uh 60s. Okay, 60s.
3: Okay. But so like this group of Russian uh students, they were all scientists, right? Or were they
2: They were very experienced mountaineers who as a day job were engineers. Okay. And they were incredibly intelligent, experienced had been to this area before, were successful in all their other treks. Go ahead, Nico.
3: Yeah. So they went out and they, it's like negative zero, right? They have all the equipment to handle this stuff and they all went essentially crazy. They found them. Some of them were like brutally murdered with their heads like beaten in. Some were out like naked in the snow. Like they
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It,
3: it's it's insane.
1: They like went crazy.
2: Yeah, out? so
3: they all, all of them died, right? Or they there was
2: all a... eight of them died, and I'll say three of them were found with their bodies completely pristine on the outside, but everything like... was crushed on the inside. What?
3: Yeah, so some their people, their
2: rib cages were crushed like eggshells. We're talking about bones into their hearts, bones into all of their organs they were crushed this is like all a pancake.
0: all like what?
3: this is all true and it's like it, it's called the mountain of like death and
2: yeah it's called up. uh do so the mountain that they were headed to is called do not go there mountain but there was <laughs> like a storm they got taken off course and they ended up at a place called Colatsiacal which is called the mountain of the dead oh my God and it got that name because in ancient times, Eight separate, completely different people were seeking refuge, went up the mountain, and were found almost in the exact same way in ancient times.
1: Whoa.
2: So I'm talking... Listen to me, you guys. I know we were talking cryptids, but now I'm talking portals. Mountains are portals. That's what I have to say about that.
3: What if mountains are giants? And...
2: Oh do you, do you go down that God. road? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Nico?
3: What if mountains are petrified titans? Like that
0: oh collapsed during the
3: flood. Go down that rabbit hole. Because you start to see it and you're like, holy shit, this cave looks like an ear. And they're going down an ear Fuck canal.
2: Off. <laughs> they're skeletons.
3: Yeah. And then they break open the rocks and there's red stuff inside of them and they all look like organs and everything is... Petrified. Like So imagine a titan that's bigger than anything we can imagine. Literally the size of a mountain. Collapses, dies, and gets totally petrified. Turns to stone. And
2: buried a little bit. Like the elements and...
3: And everything crystallizes. Turns to rock and it's... You start to look at certain crystals and rocks and they look like Flesh. There's, like, they look like petrified meat.
2: Okay, you just fucked me up a little bit right uh then, because that's a really good theory.
3: Yeah. I like that a lot. It's weird. You start looking at rocks on the ground, and everything looks like some type of organ. I mean, go out and pick up just any, like, round stone. It'll look like a heart. It'll look like a lung. It'll look like something... That turned to stone.
0: Crazy. Yeah.
1: Look it up on YouTube, too. There's a lot of videos on people finding organs as rocks now. And
3: uh, what? what is it? Oh, Mud Fossil really? University? Interesting. It, it's crazy. And then, have you ever heard of the limestone cowboy? No! Alright, so this is an interesting thing. They, I think, I think it was in the 80s they found this, so there was like a dried up riverbed in Texas. Right? And they found a boot in there. Like a cowboy boot. And inside, there was a severed foot, but it was completely fossilized. So they tell us that fossils take thousands, millions of years to form. But this boot, they were able to trace it back. It was made in, like, the 50s or before the 50s.
2: Oh, so they're saying it doesn't take very long.
3: It doesn't take very long at all. So they found this foot. It was completely fossilized. There was traces of gold in there. There was traces of, like, iron in the petrified foot. So when you think about that If human flesh turned into A stone Fossilized yeah. And they break it open and there's traces of gold All these different metals Iron
0: yeah. Our blood is
3: full of iron it's, it's interesting to think about And this happened okay. in like a 30 year period
1: <laughs> um, So do you
2: believe that dinosaurs were real?
3: I think that there was probably Gigantic lizards And reptiles at some point I think the whole dinosaur thing Was kind of hoaxed To kind of cover up giant bones And then there was this whole Smithsonian uh, Race to uh, Look up like the bone The bone wars of like the 1800s Because no one ever used dinosaur before And all of a sudden These like two researchers I can't remember their name right now But they go out to find uh, Dinosaur bones And they find all these dinosaur bones just randomly, you know, by chance, they find them. And then the, the story of dinosaurs are born. But we have dragons throughout history. We have giants throughout history.
2: I remember when, like, Jurassic Park came out. Mm-hmm. It was like, I thought that we were still finding dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But when's the last fucking time you heard them say like we're digging up dinosaur bones? Like never not they're not a long, doing long it. time. Right. They that it was like, ah, oh, we're over it. They believe in dinosaurs now. Moving on. Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. On to the next <laughs> Iop. So let me ask you a question, you guys. Cause I love crystals just as much as you. Um, but I've been led astray on how to charge them. And I've gotten a different answer from every fucking person I ask. I was told full moon, leave them outside overnight. Is this true?
1: Well,
3: I would say you want to answer it or
1: I'll go first. Then you can do what you do. Okay. What I used to do. And I still do is I just put them on my windowsill at a full, on a full moon night. I mean, you don't have to put them outside. Of course it's best if you put them outside. I have put them outside. Um, full moon but also the new moon any um big event like that so full moon and new moon but then so they're the best to clean your crystals and to charge them up then of course you can do other rituals with them you know um water Smoke baths and-, and yeah right exactly there's there's a ton of other things but yeah no that's correct for sure um, but i yeah, but you don't have to bring them outside if you don't want to. So you know? is
2: saging them and smoking them, Palo Santoing them, is this
1: just as charging? I don't feel as though it is, personally. No. Okay. I feel like it cleans them from, like, if, when I buy a new crystal at a store, I, I do sage it. Because okay. who's been touching it? I don't know, you know? And I don't want to bring that energy home in that crystal. So I'll do a quick uh, cleansing. And then I'll make sure I put it, you know, then I I use it. I feel comfortable. If I feel it and I feel comfortable with it, I I use it. If I don't, then I wait till the moon, either the full moon or the new moon, and I put it on my windowsill. How about Um, salt water? You can, but that can get very tricky because a lot of them are very porous and you can ruin your crystal. Oh, that's great. I've been fucking watering them. You don't want to order them. No, you don't want to do it too much. You know, and if you're going to do it, it's like a quick, like, like you're baptizing yeah. it. You're yeah. Not, yeah. Because a lot of them you can ruin. And they can get softened. And, yeah. So for like me.
3: For, for me. I am trying not to charge mine as much. And there's like. I like the energy. You kind of. This is going to sound crazy. But we're in the right place. So you have to talk to your rocks. And feel them. If it's feeling like it's too heavy. If it's feeling like there's something weird attached to it. Like say. You use a piece of, like, black tourmaline and you you use that for personal protection when you go out. If you come back from a weird situation and it's feeling weird, clean it, charge it, put it on some selenite or smoke it, whatever you want to do. But, like, that's to clear the energy out of it. Sage will take a lot of stuff out of it. I don't think it fully gets everything because these things are supposedly millions of years old, thousands of years old. So it's going to have some, you know... Deep rooted earth energy in it. Residual. No matter what.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But I think you can definitely, it's a lot of it is intention based too. If you feel like you need to clean it, clean them. But I've been trying not to clean mine as much. And then when it comes to charging them, if you, for me, if you want a more feminine energy in it, put it in the moon. You know what I mean? If you want a more masculine energy, put it in the sun and let mm-hmm. it charge up in the sun.
2: I have so like, my, um, uh crystals right here on this little shelf and i have like the selenite to charge them and then i have some other things up there Mm -hmm. and i have them by my front door in my bedroom my bathroom my dog's room Mm -hmm. fucking everywhere and sometimes i'll pass by and i can just almost feel like they're like you are a piece of shit because (laughs) you never fucking charge us or do anything with us you just think we're pretty to like sit out and show people when they come over. And I was like, you know what? I need to get serious about this. I need to take care of them. Yeah, I yeah. need to, you know, either put them in the moon, the sun, whatever I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And somebody told me, to put them in freaking salt water. So that's what I had been doing. Not all so I was all like, then. that's so simple and easy, dip. Yeah. And now I'm like, <laughs>
1: I probably ruined half of them.
3: No, just no. just the softer ones. Any yeah. Any type of quartz will be fine.
1: Right. I think hard you'll you'll know it harder. when they're um more like, of like a geode or um
3: selenite, definitely don't put selenite tumble- in salt water. Sorry, we're yeah. talking over
1: each other. We did this all the time. <laughs> Tumbled. Yeah. We get excited over one subject and we're like <laughs> Tumbled rocks pretty much you're safe with mm-hmm. if it's not if it's more um if it's just a rough stone i would like a rough yeah yeah because yeah. everything can seep in and you yeah. know like i said it'll crumble eventually or... and
3: then you can be a total nerd and look up the Mohs hardness scale of every rock so quartz is a seven that's
2: oh yeah i heard, I done looked that up when i told because i um when we were about to get married i was like i don't want a blood diamond
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, yeah,
2: I'm yeah. not into the. Yeah. And he was like, "Well, you know, blue sapphire is almost as hard as a diamond." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, give me a blue sapphire." So that's what I have. That's so um, it It's it's beautiful. I would prefer it way over a diamond. You mm-hmm. know, it's very unique and individual to me. Nobody else has my ring. Yeah, uh, it's not a fucking Zales. If you got your ring at Zales, I'm sorry. But it, it, he like <laughs> put time into it, you know, and he designed yes. it, and he. So I, I got really into like the moes, and mm-hmm. so, I was looking at it, and it's like there are a lot of things that are just as hard as a diamond.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: But they sell diamonds, and they used people like Marilyn Monroe. Diamonds are girls' best friend, and they're worthless pieces of shit. To mm-hmm. be honest with you. Well,
3: mm-hmm. think and about it. They the say they're so lost. rare. But you can buy diamond-plated drill bits, diamond-plated saws to cut other rocks. Like diamonds are abundant, it's just the cut on it. You're, you're paying for like the energy behind it. You know what I mean? And they're way overpriced.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I
3: would prefer anything over a diamond. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're just
1: no, not
2: yeah, into they're it.
3: they're they're a diamond dozen, but they have convinced everyone that they're.
2: It's Crisis. really kind of like brainwashing in a way because mm-hmm. you feel like you're worthless unless your man got you a diamond. And I then know. it's like, how many carats is it? I have a three carat and it's like, I don't give a fuck what carat it is because I'll tell you what it symbolizes means a lot more to me than yeah. what the stone is. Absolutely. And um, I I do think, and now this is a whole nother tangent, but the, the diamond thing in itself It almost takes away individuality to a point where it used to be the gorgeous thing to have, like, rubies and emeralds and sapphires
3: and like
2: stones. Right.
3: Traditional, if you look into, like, the planets and every day of the week is related to a planet. And if you go back to, like, the beginning, uh, Saturn, his rock is a diamond. Fuck
2: off.
3: Yeah, so every... I did
2: not know that.
3: Yeah, so if you know what Saturn is, it's that, like, kind of stagnant, like, death and decay. Oh, I did
2: a whole episode on Saturn. Saturn is, like, the black cube and all that stuff. It's demonic.
3: Yeah, so your diamonds are Saturn's rock. (laughs) That's the main one. And then (sighs) there's other rocks that connect with Saturn, too, that can be used for a more positive thing. But if you put it into that kind of conspiracy that... Everyone needs a diamond to stay trapped and stagnant in their relationship. Oh
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> You've got my brain going a million miles an hour right now. What's okay? So what's the blue sapphire? Do you know off the top of your head?
3: Funny enough, blue sapphire is also related to Saturn, but Jesus. it's it's <laughs> wait, sapphire is my birthstone. I love sapphire, so sapphire is um. Related to the third eye and the throat chakra.
2: Okay, good. I like blue that.
3: Sapphire. Yeah, so...
2: I'm going to go with that if anything, Even knows. though
3: it has a Saturn kind of masculine energy, it's not that like stagnant death and decay type stuff. It's...
2: Okay. Like an awakening, okay. like your third yeah, eye it's, opening it's, and like your... Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Third eye, throat Anything blue is going to be related to third eye and throat chakra, but I kind of look at it like the darker blue stuff, almost even purple like amethyst and things like that, that's all connected to the third eye. That's, it's a good rock. I carry one just about every day. So.
0: Do you think
2: that people are, are drawn to colors though?
3: Yeah. There's, oh, there's sure. color therapy. There's, I mean, you got to just go with what feels right. You know, I'm a crazy person and buy every rock imaginable. He's but, got everyone. <laughs> just about. <laughs> every
0: goddamn.
3: But, <laughs> like, you just, yeah, it, it, whatever you're drawn to like and usually if like say you like a really pretty light blue rock like this piece of blue calcite or something uh, that's related to the throat chakra maybe you have something where you're trying your your body's yeah telling Mm -hmm. you like grab that rock that's why i keep one for podcasting because it's Mm -hmm. good for communication and things like that so
2: rosie are you
1: drawn to the colors yeah i'm drawn to greens mostly
2: Um, okay
1: i have a lot of green crystals i I love pale ones like oh and purple too purples and greens are my Mm -hmm. go-to colors for crystals Mm -hmm. definitely i only had like 10 crystals when i met nico and he thought they were from the devil Mm -hmm. at first (laughs) he's changed
3: yeah. He's wow. changed. Did a 180
1: on that one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I only have, like, my 10 precious crystals that I would, like, use. And then I put them away after I met him. And then I would visit them every once in a while. And now we've got every color under the rainbow
0: of crystals. Mm-hmm.
1: But I wanted to say, because uh, I think this is very important, any black crystal you're taking out with you is going to absorb negative energy from people. So like black tourmaline or something like that. So for me, especially when I, I like to come back home uh, and hematite too, even though it bounces back at them, the energy, if you carry hematite. Um, So I like that one because whatever they're sending you is bouncing back to them. I still like to clean all my black ones because they absorb all the negative stuff. Where something else won't, you know, but that's, that's definitely true for the black ones, especially any sort of black crystal.
2: Is there any specific way that you
1: clean the black ones that works the best? I just, honestly, it is true. Talking to them <laughs> saying, please, you know, I, I, I want you to clean now. I, let's, let's get rid of all this negative energy Um, is really, I, I find as well, a really good tool. And I we also like to use incense. Yeah.
0: Just... Pick
1: your and it doesn't have to be sage all the time. Like pick your favorite incense. It's the intention that you're putting into it, you know, that that matters the most. So if you're putting your good intention and asking for it to be cleaned and you know, mm-hmm. um, it's going to listen to you. And you're gonna know. And then if you're not, you're like, Okay, you need extra help and then maybe <laughs> yeah a baptism in the salt water you know <laughs> yeah. What I mean? yeah yeah but you'll you'll know you'll know for sure everything feels lighter after you do mm-hmm. it but that no the black stones are hard for me because i'm very earthy and very i'm even though i sound like a, a crazy person and i'm up here i'm <laughs> actually very grounded, grounded. Mm-hmm. so when i wear black stones i feel depressed i actually feel like dragged down so i actually can't wear them as jewelry or anything like that it actually makes me feel like you just keep one in your pocket yeah yeah I keep okay. one in my pocket yeah if I, I know I say, maybe
2: it. I get like one of those hematite bracelets or something that would be
1: perfect that would be okay. perfect
2: what what is your when's your birthday November 30th I'm a Sag oh okay Citrine never liked it but I'll accept it, I guess. I've never been drawn to yellows. Mm. I'm a pink person. Reds. Pinks. Oh, okay. Any variation. Magenta. Fuchsia. This they speak to me. But um somebody tried to tell me that they've decided to make the uh November birthstone Morganite. And I was like, mm. I I hope that's true because I never liked citrine. Citrine is an
3: interesting rock to work with because most of it is not technically citrine; it's heat-treated amethyst, so it's not a natural yellow color.
0: It's heat-treated. I probably
2: have never encountered an actual citrine because the only ones that I've gotten is like Amazon November birthstone necklace Mm -hmm. or something, whatever.
1: Yeah, they're they're expensive. I have one that I splurged on. It's totally not as pretty as but you don't like yellow any of that the color but it's i would say like a it looks dirty it looks like a yeah. dirty it looks like a smoky wear, it's like yeah, a pale with like a little bit of maybe a little yellow tint to it but mm-hmm. a, a real citrine is not pretty you know, but i like having citrine in the house mm-hmm. what does it do for you well it it's but it's major abundance stone so I love citrine. I'm going
2: to get some right (laughs) now.
1: (laughs) There you go. Put it in the left-hand corner of your house. Put a big chunk. Yeah. That's all it takes? Well, it's it's a good thing to do. Just, you know, gets the ball rolling.
0: But if
3: you want just abundance Mm -hmm. too, and you don't want to spend a ton of money on a piece of citrine, you can do like a green aventurine, a malachite. Yeah. um, What's another good one for abundance? Turquoise is kind of, eh, uh, yeah. Anything green too is good for abundance as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Where do you order yours, or do you just go buy them
1: at a shop? Yeah, he orders his. I don't because I have to feel like attached to it. Um, so I go to shops and and pick them out. Um,
3: you can get some good ones on Etsy though. You know. Okay,
2: that's where I got mine from because yeah. I feel like they're. The people who are selling them are actually passionate about it. Yes. Etsy. So
3: you still have to be careful though with Etsy. Just like just with anything, use your discernment. If the price is really cheap, then it's probably just like, not that it's not real, but.
2: Synthetic, maybe mixed.
3: Not synthetic, but just like a cheaper quality rock. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you get what you pay for with them. So yeah. Like I would
1: have a hard time, especially with citrine buying ordering that online that is something i would definitely want to pick out at a store at a shop you know
3: mm-hmm. or at least like a reputable yeah. place. like there's some good ones but you're going to pay a ton of money for it unfortunately like i have one little piece that's probably like maybe an inch and it was like 30 dollars. you know
2: priced there, that's no- okay i'll save up for it i'll get yeah. it for my birthday <laughs> there you go mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll learn to love it
2: yeah
3: you, you think about it like what if these are pieces of a petrified giant a giant or a titan or whatever and it's like you're taking some of that energy from it yeah i don't know wow but i mean i have like
2: seven separate things that i have to research now that we've talked because i know we came like... to talk
3: about cryptids and we're like talking <laughs> about cleaning your crystals I'm,
2: I'm probably not gonna name this the cryptid episode i'll probably think of something a little bit more fitting cryptids, but...
3: crystals
2: cryptids crystals and crackheads (laughs) there you go oh but no okay so nico rosie tell us what's going on on the upstate unconventional podcast oh it's just
1: mayhem at this point (laughs) (laughs) we're going off the rails as our latest episode is
0: called (laughs) it's
3: it's yeah it's 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 fun it's just a fun thing we're we're gonna I still want to try to keep it semi paranormal, but really, if anyone has like crazy, wild stories to tell, like we sprinkle in some conspiracy talk. She's more of the level headed one. I'm more of the off the rails. Believe it or person. not. Right. Yes,
1: that is true. <laughs> I question more things. Like I question him on everything. Like, why do you think that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good balance because I mm-hmm. don't just go real like believe everything he says i would i want to know why you feel you know you think of these things so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's it's fun Mm -hmm. you know i've only done i mean co-hosting with you a few times now it's going pretty good Mm -hmm. i would say
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: yeah you definitely are bringing
2: in a different energy to the podcast and i think it it's it was not like it was Wasn't a good podcast, but it does bring like a different feeling.
3: It was getting very heavy and dark, and we we've talked about that with certain guests that have come on and stuff. It's like I don't know. It was it was really like bringing me down. You know, I I really just didn't want to do it anymore. And it was like, how can we make this more fun? Like, I want to enjoy talking with people. I want to enjoy discussing these like crazy topics with crazy people, but in a lighter manner you know what I mean
2: yeah keeping it playful and I do think what you guys are doing with your little memes and stuff (laughs) that brings a whole new dimension to the podcast whereas before we had only ever seen Nico and like we knew it was like paranormal and like you would talk about Crystal sometimes or you know not very much of a presence on Instagram and then I just get on my phone one day and I'm like why is, why didn't I know he's married to a supermodel first off oh and then I was like they're making little funny memes and shit like what is going on and then I click on the episode I'm like okay that's what it needed I was like yeah that feels better I like that's that awesome. well, and thank you. playful you guys kind of you know work really well off of
1: each other so I'm I'm loving it oh that's but- so nice I definitely got him out of his shell I said you have to do more I mean it's like let's have fun with it you oh, know, I just love have those and it. So and it, gets,
2: it lets people kind of get to know you a little bit better too. Yeah. Than just Hearing you on the podcast. I've been trying to do more of that lately too. Like, it's cool to listen to the podcast, but then you want to see like, who's the person behind the podcast. Yes. Um, But if somebody wanted to reach out, uh, maybe come on, tell a cool story. Maybe they've know something about this cryptid stuff. Um, How do you guys
1: prefer that they reach out to you?
3: Right over Instagram, you know, you can message her. She's got like five accounts on.
1: There. But I, I do quartz uh, underscore. That's <laughs> how you can find me. And then
3: upstate underscore unconventional. But, and then we have an email upstate unconventional at gmail.com. But yep. yeah, Instagram's probably the best way to get in contact yeah. with us for sure. I mean,
1: we'd love to have more people on.
3: Yeah, we'll have to have you on our show. now. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that'd be really fun. I think mm-hmm. that would be great. Um but yeah, thank you guys so much thank for coming you. on. Um I I probably will call this episode's uh Cryptids, Crystals and Crackheads. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um thank you so much and to all my listeners, thank you. We will see you on the next one.
0: Rumor on the street is that said she's charming but her exes say she's wicked i swear to god i saw her howling at the sky she ain't out to get you but she's better on your side and she don't want to